Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. He's Chris. He is Danny. And we are the Plotheads. This is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV, and everything pop culture. And this week, we are talking about the cinematic brilliance that is the 1987 Predator movie. Predator! Chris. It's only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. It, when we started doing this podcast, mm. first, the first film I, I want to talk about was Predator. I don't know why. Wow. Um, I've wanted to talk about Predator since we started this podcast. And I don't know why I've wanted to talk about Predator. Did it have something to do with the fact that one of the early movies we did was like Army of the Dead? It was one of the ones we were looking forward to. And that's kind of like, you know, a ragtag group of like, badass people or at least it seems Army like that's of the what Dead be wishes it was job. Predator oh yeah oh yeah I'm not saying it's like Predator but you know you could draw some comparisons if you wanted to I, I think it's just it's just a film that I loved growing up with actors and characters that I loved and it's just so damn good isn't it oh it's fucking brilliant isn't it oh it I mean it Predator, holds up it 100% holds up Predator was the movie um, that even though it was over 18s, I was allowed to watch as a child on television when it was on because I wasn't allowed to watch Alien. I was allowed to watch Predator for right. some reason, but I was not allowed to watch Alien. Well, Predator is not even remotely as scary as Alien. No, no, it's not. But it's funny because the two, and I suppose that came from Predator 2 eventually, but the two were kind mm-hmm. of always lumped into a, a, a similar kind of lot together, even before the whole Alien versus Predator thing. Yeah, well, um, both aliens killing humans. Yeah, and, and they both became the kind of coolest looking aliens on screen. Kind of. Oh, thing, who do you think looks cooler? Don't ask me that question right now. Let's save that to the end. Oh, but, okay. Like, don't ask me that right now. Come on. Okay. That's that's. Sorry, is that too soon? You, you have one right off the bat, do you? I think that's difficult. They're both incredibly well-designed I, creatures. I, I think I ultimately know which I which I prefer. No, yeah. that's not true. I don't know which one I prefer, but I think I know which is cooler. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I yeah, I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm with you. Oh, let's just go In for it. I think cooler. yeah. Predator is cooler until he mm-hmm. takes his mask off, at yeah. which point Alien is way better. So I think overall. I think I have to give it to Alien. Yeah, you see, I think, uh, I suppose when you're using the word cooler, I think Predator is cooler. Pre- I suppose he is. Alien is scarier. Yeah, Alien is, is the scarier, scarier creature and in some, and I think the more interesting design. But Predator is like badass. And I think that's why I liked him so much growing up. He wasn't scary. He was just fucking cool. He like, is I, so cool. I was kind of rooting for Predator. Yeah, in a lot <laughs> even, of ways. You know, even though I like the characters as well, and I'm like, Oh no, not that guy's dead now. Oh know, no, but... oh no. Who um oh we're really jumping ahead here. That feeling you get where you go, oh no, not that guy. Yeah, yeah. Who, who do you get that the most? Which character do you get that the most? Full spoilers, by the way. Oh yes, full spoilers. Because if um, you haven't watched Predator, what are you doing with life? I always like Mac. I always like Mac too. When Mac yeah. when Mac goes, I'm always like, yeah. oh no. Yeah, I really like him. And actually, like, what's that actor's name? Because he shows up in loads Bill, of Bill stuff. Duke. Yeah, I re- I just like him when he every shows time up, he shows he, up, he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's got a he's got a certain presence to him. I don't know what it is. Like, he's just got, got screen presence, doesn't he? He he's does. Just, he really does. Especially and, uh, as Mac, you know. Yeah, 
No, he's brilliant. He's so brilliant. I always, I it's either Mac or when Dylan. So when Carol Weathers dies, I always have a little bit of oh, Dylan, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> what a that has to be. That single shot has to be the manliest thing. <laughs> And there like, is, and when I say manliest, I mean like that pure kind of masculine idea of pure like, masculinity, just like like they show the muscles flex so much. Could I suppose they... this brings us on to the first letter of the plot method? Really. Yes, it does. I suppose we're, we've jumped gone a little bit. Let's talk about the plot method. So the plot method is something that we've devised or come up with to kind of help us stay on track. Because as you've listened in the first. <laughs> minute and a half of this podcast bad at doing that so, yeah the p stands for people where we discuss the people who are involved in the films the characters uh the director so on and so forth the l stands for lore so we kind of talk about the the storyline the background which would be quite interesting in predator because it obviously you know created an awful lot of of of, of films that followed and um, the o, o stands for orchestration which mm-hmm. is the uh the music and the T stands for tech, which is something that's also quite going to be really interesting in this because it's it's yes. old school, practical, cool. It is. Um, but it also so, had some cool, cool effects, which we'll talk about when we get there. Some great effects, really great mm-hmm. effects. Um, mm-hmm. And I look forward to talking about those. But let's start by going through a roster of badass... Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> um, they are, aren't they? They, oh, well, I mean, they're like... The best of the best of the best of the best, right? Yeah. Like, Arnie, straight in there. The only reason they didn't go for these guys in the beginning was because they don't do like recon missions or they don't do surveillance. They only do rescue missions. That's like their thing. And they're Vietnam veterans, aren't they? That's the, um, that's the idea of the, or at least Dutch is. Dutch I, and Dylan, I believe. I think Vietnam War buddies. Yeah. I think a lot of them must be vietnam because even their to get super nerdy on this straight away their like outfit is from the vietnam war oh man look at that this guy knows this is so good so so like at that time when uh, whenever they're meant to be kind of around the mm-hmm. the actual the army uniform is completely different and they're all wearing post post vietnam a uniform so that would lead one to believe yeah yeah that they're all vietnam veterans plus it's got that like massive vietnam kind of vibe vietnam in the jungle kind of vibe it does in a way yeah it does even though it's not it's not set during the vietnam war no Uh, or it's south america right it's yeah or central america central america and um i think it is set in the 80s but i suppose the vietnam war had just happened in the 70s and these guys Maybe this is where they got most of their experience from. Like Dutch is kind of known in the army. Like he's like a you know you call Dutch. this guy in when shit goes down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Dylan, I suppose, is now you know he's a CIA operative and he works yeah. behind a desk now, but he has military experience. So, so that's he has like obviously a, been in a war. But that's like a classic kind of. Uh, that's a whole piece of his character is that he I used know. to be one of the guys, one of the boots on the ground, and now he's and now pushing he's, pencils. Now he's pushing. <laughs> pe- he's a desk jockey, and he you know. <laughs> Throughout the whole time, he's kind of trying to prove himself to everybody else that throughout that whole like the whole movie. Yeah, but he also he lied. He lied. You you set us up. So good. (laughs) I I you know he's like I think this is what you were looking for, and then he just like throws him against the wall. Ah, Jesus Christ! Arnie is so fucking strong in his heyday, isn't he? 
Arn, this I think this is Arnie at his in his at his best, like physically, uh, like he he lost like a load of weight for this film apparently, because really? it was like as a as a soldier, I'm not going to be extremely huge. I'm going to be lean and muscular. Uh, so, I mean, Do he's still extremely I huge. I want to say this. I really want to say this. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, I I I grew up with people saying the guy can't act, right? Yeah. I grew up with like my, my dad used to say that all the time. Ah, oh, the guy can't act, he's pathetic or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give a shit what anyone says. I have nothing but admiration for Arnie. Oh, Arnie, 100%. When Arnie wants to do something, he becomes the biggest version of that. When yeah. he's like, I want to be the world's best bodybuilder, he did that. When he was like, I want to be the world's biggest movie star, he did that. When he yeah. decided he wanted to be the world's highest paid entertainer, he achieved that. And then he decided, I want to go into politics, and he became governor of California. You know, <laughs> but, this you know, guy could do and anything. I firmly believe if it wasn't for certain laws that are in place in the US, that man would have been president. I think he would have done a good job. Yeah, yeah. I think he would have. <laughs> I have to be a little bit honest here. Look, I, I was elected not to American, read, but... not to read. <laughs> That's a Simpsons reference, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Lay near Wolfcastle. Yeah. yeah, and he had just done Commando before Predator. Oh, okay. I didn't. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's that one of the because the producer on Commando was the producer for Predator. Right. And it was like, oh, you got you, like we got to use Arnie. Apparently, like as as well to kind of. I suppose I'm jumping the gun a little bit. The like the initial concept of Predator was Arnie versus Predator, and it wasn't until Arnie got yeah. involved where he was like, we need to. I think the quote apparently said is, "I want something that's like the Magnificent Seven. I want a team of guys." That are trying to overcome this baddie. I'm glad it's a team. But do you know, even before that, do you know, like <laughs> the writers have even said this. So the like original concept for Predator, yeah, came from this Hollywood joke. Oh, I after yeah, one of the Rocky movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was it Rocky Four? Probably three or four. Yeah. After yeah. he had like defeated the Russians. <laughs> and, and and they were like there was a joke on it's like oh i suppose it was kind of like you know now with the fast and furious movies they're like oh what are they going to do next like yeah, yeah. they go into space and i was like yeah um so they had this whole thing it's like what what's who's rocky gonna fight next an alien and then that was like thrown around a bit and they're like hey it would be kind of cool if <laughs> that would be rocky kind of awesome next. right and then the more they talked about that it developed into Originally, Better. I think it was called Hunter. Hunter, yeah. Because actually, if you watch any of the deleted scenes, you can yeah. see on their clapperboard, it says Hunter for a lot of it. And then it was The Predator. Oh, okay. And then it was Predator, which is interesting because Shane Black was in this movie. Yeah. Then yeah. went on to make uh, The Predator years later. What the uh, hell? Sadly. I didn't see that one, though, because I, I heard uh, nothing but bad things, to be honest. Which one's The Predator? That's the one. It was the most recent one. Oh, that was like a super giant predator. That was genuinely god awful. Yeah, you see, I've seen clips from it, and, and nothing like, that I've seen, I liked. This, this is I love Predator. This is a fantastic oh, film. I yeah. love it to bits, and that is one of the worst things that's ever fallen upon my eyes. Um, but sad. we are getting off topic again, so let's get back whoa, whoa, to whoa, characters. Whoa, 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 whoa. We've got Dutch, who, you know, we've kind of briefly spoken about that character. He is the leader of the team. Um, is, is, he, is, is he a lieutenant? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, so he's, he's below... Dutch Schaefer, I think is his Dutch name. Dutch Schaefer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dutch Schaefer. You know, well, he has... Yeah, Dutch is like his kind of nickname. Isn't yeah, that? yeah. It's, he, I can't remember... What's his first name? Even? I can't remember either. 
I don't think they ever call him that throughout that. Maybe they do, but I don't think so. And they, so he's kind of second in command in term to Carol Weathers, who's Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I love, like they, they set up their like camaraderie slash yeah. hatred of each other so quickly, so efficiently that you just believe it. These guys have history. Yeah, they, you know, they're not, they don't fully trust each other. And now we're in the jungle. I love relationships like that in movies. It's yeah. like, you know, we're brothers, but if you ever do anything, I'll kick your ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's so, got, it actually, it reminds me of Han and Lando in in Star Wars. Very where it's similar. Like, where it's like, yeah, I could trust him. He's my friend. It's like, are you sure you trust him? No, of course I don't trust him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, know? I, you know, I trust him to be him, you know? Like, yes. I, yeah. I, yeah. I know what he's like. I trust myself with him. Yeah. yeah more yeah. so. It's like, I know I can handle him. Very, 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 very like that. And then you've got like this amazing team of commandos, essentially. Mm. Mac, who is just one of the most terrifying, threatening people ever to be put on screen. Um, His the whole thing of him like shaving his head with a knife. That scene was always like, I was like, holy shit, I wouldn't fuck with this guy. They're all kind of badasses in their own ways. Well, yeah, yeah. I think is a. I think Hawkins, maybe not so much, but he. I think I think they wanted Hawkins to be like the nerdy guy on the team. Yeah, and and there's a reason he goes first as well, isn't there? Um, I think he's the first to go. He's the the first to go. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's part of the reason, maybe. Like that, he's kind of the loudmouth. He brings so much attention to himself in a way. And he's a corporal, you know, like he's the lowest ranked of them, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, And he's kind of the least important of the team as well he doesn't do much i think when they first go in to do that rescue mission i don't think he actually kills anybody i don't remember him having any kind of cool standout sequences i think everybody's got like a little moment like even blaine blaine (laughs) ain't got time to bleed what a line what a line jesse ventura lines but what a line i ain't got you're bleeding i ain't got time to bleed (laughs) <laughs> have you got time to duck <laughs> uh, it's full of great lines so good so, uh, as well apparently irony was like we need to get jesse ventura because jesse was another like bodybuilder he was a wrestler in the wwf like mm. so irony was the one who was like we need to get him on board we need big muscular men to do this this is why this movie is going to be a great like attraction and people yeah. seem to be just doing what arnie said and thank god they did well i think they trusted him after like he'd done a couple of like commando and the terminator and you know uh, Conan as well. At this point, Conan, Arnie was yeah, a big yeah. deal. Like yeah. the reason the poster to the Predator had not the team on the front and not the Predator on the front, it just had Arnie on the front and on his own, and then Predator. Yeah, you know, so they were using him to sell the movie, and I think he knew that as well. So he was like, yeah. "I do have a bit of Got a bit, bit of leeway there. here." Apparently, I heard I read this great story, and I really hope it's true. Mm. So apparently, when they were all getting fitted for their costumes. Jesse, the the wardrobe lady, was measuring Jesse Ventura's arms, and she went, "Huh, your arms are two inches bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger's." <gasps> and he was like, "What? No way! No way! Okay, this is amazing." Uh, so then he like, the next time him and Arnie were in a room together, he said, "Hey, Arnie, I've been working out a lot recently, and I think my arms are bigger than yours. Um, let's like bet a bottle of like extremely expensive champagne." Oh, and so Arnie, Arnie being Arnie, of course, was like, yeah, yeah, bring it on. No way, your arm's bigger than mine. So the wardrobe lady came in, measured both their arms. And 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms were like two or three inches bigger. Holy crap. Than, um, than Ventura. But what had happened was Arnie had gotten to the wardrobe lady and said, tell Jesse his arms are bigger. And we'll... Stop. <laughs> he was like, tell Jesse his arms are bigger and we'll get a drink out of it. Oh man, I fucking hope that's true. Like, if that, like, uh, how brilliant is that? Just what I would a say, great little prank. I'd say as well. It looks like, even though the 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 tone in the film is like, you know, they're kind of serious in their roles, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could tell as well they had a lot of fun. Like, it looks I, like they had fun. I, I reckon they did have a lot of fun. Apparently, they like got up at like four, five, six a.m. every morning, went and worked out together, and they were like constantly like pranking each other with little things like that. So. There's mm. another story where apparently Jesse Ventura like got to the workout station five minutes before Arnie poured a yeah. lot of water over himself to make it look like he'd been there for an hour. So for the next <laughs> couple of weeks, Arnie was getting there an hour earlier every day to be like, oh, I have to get there before Jesse. You know, like little like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like one upping each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. there was lots of that going on, which is I remember hearing a weird story that went around when I was younger about the guy who plays Billy. Oh, yeah. He's a cool character. Amazing character. And 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 more recently, I tried to look up to see because I kind of suddenly so you hear stories in younger and you just kind of take it. You just yeah, go, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's weird. And then you pass that story on. But then I was like, is that actually true? Like I like I've never seen that anywhere. So I've tried to look up to see if it's true. I can't find any information about it. Okay. But what I was told when I was younger, and I don't even know who told me this, was that he that everyone was afraid of him. Yeah. That he had been in prison previous. I don't and know that, that there was yeah i see i because i can't find anything on it and that yeah. apparently there was security on the set and their job was to protect the rest of the cast from him <laughs> that that is true is, so is I, that true apparently right so i i also i've read where that. did that come from so apparently the insurance company when they found yeah. out that billy or sonny landham was was part of the cast they went we're not giving we're not writing off the insurance until you get him a bodyguard and like you said it wasn't a bodyguard to protect him it was a yeah. bodyguard to protect everybody else is that but actually true that's crazy and less so like the other actors on set and the other people on set but like if he went into town or something they would just have to send a bodyguard to make sure that he didn't start a fight with a random shopkeeper or Jesus just start crap out of a guy on the street apparently he just loved getting into fights with people because I know that, like, he did go to prison. I, I just wasn't sure when he oh, did. Oh, did he? He did end up going to, and I think it was after Predator, because he, like, phoned his wife and, like, threatened her over the phone loads of times. Oh or, like, they had, like, they had split up. And, yeah, apparently he was, yeah, I, I think he'd been married a couple of times. Um, and there's obviously a reason the marriage has never worked. I think he was yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit um, a bit mad. Like. Oh, okay. Um, so it's go. a bit crazy that during... The movie Predator, they were all kind of method acting because they possibly had a, a, a real life predator amongst them. Yeah, wow, <laughs> like, very true. In terms of being kind of scary or, or violent or something. Yeah. And then one character I always forget about is Poncho. Yeah. Oh, yeah, always. I remember yeah. Hawkins, maybe because yeah. he's the first to go. Yeah. But I always forget about Poncho. But as well, Hawkins has glass, the glasses as well. Like he stands in amongst the rest of them. Yeah. Poncho just sort of. It's just there, I just think. A, just uh, a guy, isn't he? Like, and he's yeah, actually yeah. one of the last to go. Yes, that's right. It's quite w- weird and interesting that he's the one that I always forget about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about him. I think he just, like, the rest of them have a trait of some kind, whether it's, like, a massive Gatling gun and a Texan yeah. hash or, a, or, or the glasses. Or yeah, that's head. true. 
and like Billy has like has that great scene that moment stands on the tree trunk and cuts his chest and just just, like come at me and it's one of the best scenes in the movie brilliant just because the the tension is so high at that point and they're just like we know there's no escaping this thing we gotta actually try to take it on there's a poncho just doesn't get a moment does he no not really i mean he has a few little quips and a few little lines but he doesn't he never really owns the screen Mm. at any point have you have you heard the theory it's like a fan theory that i don't i don't fully agree with it but there's something in it yeah yeah. the whole movie is about the the fragility of masculinity okay and each character dies in a way that like insults their masculinity right I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but what yeah. I do think is that everybody's death is foreshadowed by something they do in the movie. Um and, yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of linked in with that. The the guy who came up with that fan theory, I would go check it out. If you just Google like predator masculinity, it'll probably come up. Uh, I gotta check this out. Um it's really interesting, but I think that that's it's stretched a little bit. But if you do look mm. at it, you've got Hawkins dies, um by being like disemboweled and yep. cut like a giant hole down the center of him, right? Mm-hmm. Just before that, he makes a joke about how big his girlfriend's vagina is. Uh, and then he basically okay, gets this okay. giant hole cut into his stomach. Right. And yeah. it's kind of in a scene where he's like chasing this woman down. That's right. The girl, what's her? Anna? I think. Anna, yeah. He's chasing Anna down. Yep. Um, and then Predator like jumps him and rips a hole in him right so that's kind of like he kind of foreshadows it in that sense um and then you've got blaine blaine says that fantastic line i ain't got time to bleed yeah and when he gets killed he's killed by the plasma rifle and dylan's like it's cauterized his wounds which means he didn't bleed oh ah. okay um, okay back once once Blaine dies, Max starts going crazy. You might say he starts losing his head. Oh Jesus! I oh, know that's come on now. Uh? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's losing his mind. He's losing his yeah. mind. No, I get and he you. gets his head yeah. blown off. He does get his head blown off. And yeah. earlier on, I suppose he's scraping the knife on his head. Scraping the if, knife on his head as if nothing could like phase yeah. him or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Dylan. Obviously, he gets the arm blown off. That he, does. he does the, that he does the, the thing with. with. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, fuck. This yeah. is all adding up. Billy, you kind of lose it a little bit when you get to Billy. But my my thing for Billy is he's the only one who like admitted his fears, and yeah. showed the jungle respect. So you don't see him die. He dies. He off dies screen. respectfully he get, he, off. He screen. dies respectfully off screen. He loses. And his then head. it gets even more stretched out <laughs> when okay, you get okay, the poncho. Okay. Poncho. Poncho, during the Ain't Got Time to Bleed segment, mm. Poncho turns around to Blaine and says, have you got time to duck? Yes. And Poncho ultimately ends up dying because he gets hit by this big swinging thing because he didn't have time to duck. Oh. You got to name this. I, you gotta it's name already, this it's already it, that, like That's already been done. That's like Oh, the, sorry. I thought so, this was so, you. And I was somebody like, else you're is, pressing the shit out of me here. Somebody else has tied this to, to masculinity in a different way. Oh, that's way. the masculinity that's one. That's the... Uh, well, that's... But like, in, in a I'm, nutshell. In a nutshell. But I'm saying it's like... A, just They just foreshadow their own demise, I think. I think the masculinity right. thing is... It, it's an interesting concept, but when you really delve into it, I don't know if it fully pays off. Um, yeah, sometimes you can... You can um, 
attribute a lot more academics to like a movie than the movie makers ever yeah yeah (laughs) but sometimes they're just making a fun movie sometimes it's on purpose but sometimes it is just like i think that this particular angle represents the fact that there's a dying fragility of the human you know as like or (laughs) they were in a rush that day and that was the last angle they could get (laughs) (laughs) totally you know but i get you it could be and regardless of whether you agree with the masculinity side or you think it's just a bit of foreshadowing there is like more there's a sense of poetry about it there is, um yeah. that you wouldn't think to find in a guns blazing muscle bound movie like predator well i think whatever they're doing in it there's a deconstruction of some kind in that they have this character which we should get on to next because let's face it the predator itself is a character too, of course right? yeah and the whole purpose of this predator is that it hunts the most dangerous beings alive for sport. And it's saying this movie is saying that the most dangerous beings alive are humans mm, and a particular yeah. breed of human at that. Um, so, you know, do what yeah, you want with yeah. that. But there is like it is saying something there. You know, the predator isn't like and it has nothing to do with even morality per se like the predator wasn't hunting the 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 guys you know the guerrilla warfare guys who supposedly had hostages and maybe yeah. were bad people if if you want to call them that it was hunting the biggest strongest guys with the biggest guns mm, that's true. um so it's just uh well, it's, it's, it predator, he did not attack anna no because she didn't have a weapon and there's even that moment where dutch kicks the gun out of her hand he kind of clocks that he realizes that and he kicks a gun out of her hand to save her yes so yeah. there is i mean his predator has a, a code of honor a code of honor yeah, yeah, yeah it has a warrior's code as such which is interesting i think that's what makes him like cool rather than scary yeah even because even like at towards the end of the movie when he's facing off dutch he takes his mask off he takes his weapons off and he's like mano a mano basically let's let's do this did you know that originally the predator was played by Jean Claude Van Damme. I know that would have been crazy, wouldn't it? Such what a different character. That's weird, right? In a way, it's kind of weird. And so then weird. there was, I think, there's a couple of reasons he was gone. One of them was his height in comparison to the rest of the guys. Right. Um, when they had him in the suit, they were like, actually, it just looks, it looks too small. It doesn't yeah. look. I mean, I think enough, the guy they right? got to play him was seven foot two in the end. Yeah, yeah, he was massive. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the other reason was Jean-Claude Van Damme was just complaining the whole time or something. Like or, he just, he I, I had heard like he passed out once in the suit when they were doing testing. Just yeah. it was so hot and it was so like, it was just... The, too... the original suit looked ridiculous or something. It had like a stupid design. It wasn't like, the design think, wasn't like fully finished. I think were... it actually looked closer to kind of an alienist thing. I think it was like more of yeah. like this dog on all fours that maybe like moved much more silently and was a, like, I think they wanted Jean-Claude Van Damme because they wanted that like, fast wiry movement to kind of counteract yeah, these big yeah, yeah. early guys yeah it was for his physicality more than anything wasn't yeah. it but i'm i think they made the right choice ultimately like i think ultimately they did i mean it wouldn't have mattered if van damme was playing it even if he did it well it's like it sounds cool because you're like oh it's van damme versus Schwarzenegger, right you, yeah, like, you yeah. can say that and it sounds cool but really it's not because no. he would you would you know unless someone tells you that's van damme you don't know mm. so really it wouldn't have been that anyway so ultimately the bringing the creature to life in a way that works for the creature's design is probably the best the best thing you can do and i i think you would struggle to believe 
if you're do- having those one-on-one like combat moments, I think mm-hmm. you would struggle to believe that something smaller than Arnie could harm Arnie in that kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. and especially yeah. for that like badass final conflict. Oh, like so good. And I think we've kind of started bleeding into the lore here, even by talking about what the Predator does. Yeah, bright green illuminated bleeding into the uh, into the <laughs> lore. <laughs> I always, I have to be honest. I always hated the look of the blood. Apparently, it was just them, you know, like glow sticks. It was just like glow stick liquid. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So actually, now you say that, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Um, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't. I felt like the blood never was always kind of a little cartoony and never really matched how kind of menacing the predator itself looked. Yeah, it, it kind of. A part of me wondered why they went with that. You know, like it's not like yeah. it was. It's stood out particularly and even when he first gets injured and mm. um, by blaine i think it's either by blaine or by mac he yeah it's not even really drawn upon anna like picks up some of the blood and wipes it on her trousers i think um but that's you know like it's not even really drawn to and it's not like in nighttime they see a bit of blood that would have made sense to me you know like there's a scene where that's it it's at night and they see drops of blood dropping down and then they're like what's that and they look up and then predator gets one of them yeah, like, yeah, yeah, cool. That I can kind of buy, but there was no real reason for his blood to be glow in the dark, luminescent green, was there? No, I love how they kind of decipher for themselves what the predator does or what it's doing, right? Which I suppose gets expanded on further in, in, in other predator movies, and Big sometimes, time. It's, sometimes it's silly and sometimes it's amazing. Like, sometimes people take it to directions that's like, that's what do you do? I, I like the idea that it's like a race of hunters that oh yeah no travel, I like that I just travel mean, the but... universe trying to find you know the most difficult prey to defeat yeah I love that yeah it's I the, think that's pretty the, cool when people play with the whole oh maybe you can befriend them then the enemy of my enemy is my friend shit that's so you're probably talking about, you're talking about stop it right now <laughs> a bit of AVP there are you. Yeah, you're like you're 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 doing well, and you get to a certain point in that movie, and you go, ah, stop. <laughs> I I have to be honest. I have a soft spot for Alien versus Predator. Oh no, so do I. I actually really uh, enjoy that movie, but yeah, I just there's just that moment always gets me a bit like, really? Like, did you really think that was a good idea? I think it makes. I I know what you're saying. It probably isn't a good idea, but I think it makes sense because the Predator civilization is exactly that. It is a civilization. Yeah. So I do feel like you could not necessarily befriend them. Yeah. But yeah, you could, you know, like work towards a cause together. And I wasn't sure about when they went down the whole route of the pyramids were built because the predators introduced that technology to Earth. I was like, oh, come on right. now. Right. See, I, I love that. I thought that was so cool. I was, yeah, I don't know. I was like, if that was <laughs> the case. We're going to split hairs here. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I really do pick and choose random things to get upset about in films. But if that really? was the case, <laughs> wouldn't every pyramid have like a burial chamber for predators and No, they aliens? didn't teach them how to build all of the pyramids. They yeah, taught them how to build on. these pyramids. Come uh, well, on, uh, Danny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, if you're going to set rules for the universe, stick to the rules. I know, I know. Yeah, and it's the whole thing is like, is it not the... That comes from the whole myth that the pyramids themselves were built by aliens, like yeah, this, which I do, uh, which yeah, is a long I, running. I do like that. I love that. Um, um the but other in thing, this case, oh yeah, I was just gonna say like the Predator Two, yeah, which is like concrete jungle, right? 
well, it's referred. It yeah, it's actually called that. I think I think it's just called Predator Two. Oh, really? I always thought it was called Predator Two. Concrete. I think Jungle. that I feel like there was an extended cut of some kind that was called Concrete Jungle. Oh, okay, but I I just recently saw the tagline for that again. Yeah, the the tagline is like he's in town and he's got a day to kill. I don't like that. Well, isn't that awful? <laughs> that's, 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 that's that's terrible. I think the tagline for this first movie is. Soon the hunt will begin. Oh, I thought it was right. Rather than just like the hunt begins, Something I thought short the tagline is better. I thought the tagline for the first one is "is if it bleeds, we can kill it." Mm, I don't. Maybe maybe there's different like. Uh, yeah, there probably was. The one I saw yeah. was uh, um, "soon the hunt will begin." But speaking of like taglines and and things like that, this movie yeah. is full of fantastic one-liners. Oh, stick around. Stick around, apparently. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. That was I don't believe this. Apparently, that was ad libbed. He says that. He says it's his favorite one of his like movie puns. Stick Bec- around. Because, well, that's why I believe he did come up with it. Because he says it's his favorite, even though it's not like the most famous or anything. Because he says he came up with it. And, all, you know, there's a lot what? of the other ones that were obviously written for him. To be fair, when he like, when he says it, he has a big stupid smile on his face. He's like, uh-huh. So he maybe does, he yeah. did come up with it. Yeah. You've I got stick around. I ain't got time to bleed. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. That's so famous. That is so brilliant. I, I Years ago, I was helping to make a short horror film for the National Heritage mm. uh, Park of Ireland. Hey. And it was about uh, an Irish ghost called the Banshee. Mm. Um, that was slowly killing people that were on a late night tour in the park. And the first person to go was the tour guide, who was an actual tour guide for the Her- Heritage Park. Oh, and we were we were filming this scene and the banshee comes out and then everybody starts running. The tour guide falls and then gets dragged in, screaming into the bushes. Right. Very Typical horror, you know, this is how we're going. Yeah, yeah. The first time we shot it, as he fell, the tour guide went, get to the gift shop. And honestly, <laughs> it is one of the funniest moments I've ever experienced. We all, the whole crew just burst out laughing. We are like, that's amazing. But it's one of those lines that everyone knows, even if they haven't seen Predator, isn't it? The get to the chopper. Get line. to the chopper. It, like, it's just it's a famous even, Arnie line. But like, it's not, <laughs> that's the thing. As well, like Arnie made so many lines famous with just his voice because anyone could say, "Put Get that to cookie the down, chopper!" Like, or "Put that cookie <laughs> down!" Like, <laughs> they're not inherently famous movie lines, like on paper. No, like they're you actually I mean? quite rudimentary. They're <laughs> just you know, like, literally just directions. Just get to the chopper, you know, and like put, just put the cookie down. Yeah, yeah just like they, do you know what? I bet you they weren't even in the script. They were just um, like stage directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this street. happens, and then in italics, get to the yeah. chopper. Okay, you need to get to the chopper. Yeah. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah. I really hope that's true. I'm sure it's not, but I really hope it is. <laughs> so good. And did you the predator? I I mean, this blew my mind because I only found this out recently. Is voiced over by Peter Cullen. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he doesn't have that many lines, does he? But he has cool like sound effects and shit. But and Peter Cullen is the guy who voices Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking cool. 
I don't know why he's voicing Predator, Predator. in this because he's kind of he's a big voice actor. Like he's got I, a great booming voice. I remember hearing that he. I didn't realize that's who he was. I didn't realize he was Optimus Prime. Right. I remember hearing that he didn't want to voice Predator because he had voiced King Kong previous and he like damaged his throat. Oh, and he okay. was like, I don't really want to do another creature because I'm just going to end up damaging my throat and it's going to ruin my other, like my throat is my life essentially. Uh, and then they showed him a picture of what the Predator was going to look like. And he was like, okay, fine. It's <laughs> oh so cool looking, isn't it? It's like, really, so cool. I mean, like it's, it's quite scary, isn't it? Like the, the mandibles the, are cool. The mandibles, apparently. Yes. That was James Cameron. Yes, on a flight with the guy. What's the guy's name who actually designed Predator? Stan Winston. They were on a flight together. Yeah, and I think uh, was it James Cameron was basically saying it's like I I always wanted to see some kind of monster with mandibles. Yeah, and, and I was, was like, like oh, oh. okay, well I'll try add them on then. And I was like, and there you go. That had like that kind of look has been added to even like we talked about the blade trilogy before and a blade Two, the reapers their bottom half of their jaw opens up very like the predators mesh. Oh, yeah you know and there's and there's loads of like other monsters and creatures to have that similar look but i can't remember one before predator no that kind of a look me either so, and oh, cool. it's very like even his skin and his eyes and like his hair it's all very original like yeah. Oh no. Yeah. The design is sick, and even just like the different weapons that he has, like the net that tightens in, or the 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 cannon on his shoulder. Uh, the apparently, speed. they call that the pirate cannon. Uh, the crew used really? to call it the pirate cannon because it literally sits on his shoulder and like looks around independently. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, as amazing as the kind of lore to this first movie is, or the, the setup of what Predator is and what Predator does, do you think that by having a whole race that this is essentially what they do? they have in some way pigeonholed themselves in terms of like, so the first, like you have, the first movie is excellent. The second movie is a further exploration of that kind of thing in a new environment. But do you think like, you know, you can keep making these predator movies, but can they really do anything new with it? I know what you mean on my, I, I, I think you're right. I think they can't really do much. That's too new with it. Mm. But what I would argue is that that doesn't matter. No, if all, I broke. I've all I've wanted yeah. since the first Predator movie is it the same thing again in a slightly different way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of which they kind of gave us... I, I mean, Predator 2 is an interesting... Like, you've got Danny Glover as a detective going around. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, it's It's like an interesting take trying to, like, look at these murders, trying to figure out who a murderer might be. I think it's cool... That's I think on paper, awesome. it's clearly a more interesting uh, premise, but I think Predator 1 is just a more fun and enjoyable movie overall. Overall, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then, like, and it, you know, we haven't had a good Predator film since then, and I just think that's crazy, because it's such a simple... I have a soft spot for Predators. Oh, is that the one where they're on the planet? Yeah. That's okay. I actually think that's not bad. I don't think it's near as bad as... Like it kind of start, it starts kind of bad, yeah, yeah, but th and then it picks up, and I think a lot of it is quite good, and then the ending is a little bit naff, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that you're right. That's not a bad film. Yeah, it's like it, it's like the same thing but a different take, uh, and you kind of, it's kind of like a, uh, oh, what's that film? battle royale? It's kind of like a battle royale. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's I think it's cool having like 
this mix of characters from various different backgrounds and they're all kind of the most dangerous people in their category and i think yeah. that's that's kind of sick or seeing like the y- yakuza go up against that is Senator. pretty cool like that's a cool and i quite like that little again spoiler alert that little twist in the end of predators where the guy who's been like a little pain in the ass the whole way through turns out to be like a psychopathic doctor yeah, he's like a serial killer, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that I didn't see that coming. I, I had a feeling he was going to be a bad guy, but I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely interesting because you are kind of looking at him going, he's the odd one out. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Trying to figure it out. So that's cool. So should we move on to the old orchestration of this wonderful movie? Yeah, man. Alan Silvestri. It's so good, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's it's not all like there's that cool kind of jungle theme which is sick but then my favorite pieces of music in this movie is actually like there's like i don't think it's considered the main theme but it plays enough and it's just sort of like this kind of droning trumpet noise or something i I know exactly what you're talking about and little chimes little (laughs) bells that play just while they're walking around the forest or the the jungle yeah I kind of, I consider it the predator theme as yeah, opposed yeah, to yeah. predators theme, if you know what I mean. Like it's it's usually used whenever the predator it's, creature is nearby or has done something. That piece of music is so of its time, isn't it? Like it yeah, it captures it captures it brilliantly. I love it. I love the, and the it, it, it if it's the same piece I'm thinking of, it can really build the tension. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, sound, yeah. like it sounds evil, but yeah, it's really yeah. it's really simple as well. It's not like there's not a lot of melody to it. No, if it's just really simple. It could if if I had it been done badly, it actually would have just sounded like a bunch of random things happening. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's done really well that it, it it is a linear piece. What's interesting, I think, about this score in comparison to so I think I believe before this movie and what landed him this gig, Alan Silvestri had worked on Back to the Future. Right. Okay. Right. And if you compare those pieces of music, and I think this is the mark of a good composer. Back to the Future, the theme is like huge. And it's yeah. like really memorable. It gets stuck in your head. It's fun. It's ambitious because that's the kind right of now. movie that is. Then you come to Predator and you tone it way down because this is about atmosphere and like dread and like the sense of doom in the jungle. And it's like, yeah. that, that's fucking brilliant, man. It's so good. It's he does it perfectly, and yeah. the sound effects as well in this movie, like the predators clicks. Oh so my good. god! I so goddamn good. How do you come up with like like if you came up with a monster now or an alien now? Like how do you come up with like a unique sound? It's been done now though, right? Like I don't know yeah. what you could come up with. What about what if you did something that nobody would just think of because it sucks? So like you just like <laughs> I don't know, record a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a scary it's monster. Like high, high-pitched chipmunk type thing. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the things that I think is awesome about this movie. The way, like how Predator hears the world mm. is like quite different because like in that final scene when he's chasing Dutch down and Dutch is like panting really heavily. In Predator's head, that's like a high-pitched squeal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I always thought was that like a wounded animal is like squealing away from me. Yes, yeah. It's All cool. that kind of like attention to detail is just brilliant. It's sick, isn't it? And it's just, yeah, I, I maybe kind of jumping back a little bit, but that design of the Predator, you just know it's a hunter. It's weird. Yeah. You just know by looking at it that it, that is a hunter character. It's coming even for though you. 
even though it's not necessarily based on any particular culture or type of hunter. Not, it not has, overtly, it doesn't seem no, to be. Like, it has hints of, like, a mix of different cultures, yeah. right? Like, it kind of looks like it's got dreadlocks, kind of, yeah. in, in, in its look. But it's also not... Like it's yeah, also, it's a very different. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's got quite. I mean, not so much in this Predator film, but as the Predator films kind of evolved, it Predator's weapons also became like quite hand to hand spears, like knives. Like they became yeah. quite rudimentary. It's like oh, yes, he's got that shoulder cannon. Uh, the often has to earn that, right? Well, they often that, have to like earn that, which I think is cool. I think that was an AVP thing. Is it? Okay, I I'm think sorry. so. There's my soft spot for <laughs> AVP again. I think that's a cool idea that they have to like use their blades first and earn the guns because the guns I think are too, pretty cool. too easy. It's yeah, too yeah. easy, you know? I think it is a pretty cool idea. He's also got that cool bomb which has the cool sound effects of that countdown. The countdown's amazing. And that, like, so I suppose moving swiftly onto the tech then, like, boom, 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 boom that countdown. And even the language that's created, I love the Predator language. It yeah. looks so amazing. And again, it's like, it's got that kind of like eight bit kind of feel to it, or like you know, like an, an old watch. Yeah, it's really retro. Very retro, but but at the same time, it's it's completely its own thing. Yeah. That countdown is and that laugh. The laugh is weird. The laugh is weird, right? And I always yeah. I always I didn't always like it, it. Yeah. But yes, but He's mimicking, right? I've rewatched it. I think that's Billy's laugh from earlier yeah, I, on. Yeah, I I believe it is. I think it's just that. I never realized that before. Like, even if it is, and that's fine and all, it's still weird. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit human, isn't it? Like, it's a bit like. It's almost a little too human. Like, it's it goes beyond just like, like when a parrot mimics a person, it still sounds like a parrot. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it never sounds exactly like. Kind of. I, I think that's where they kind of uh, didn't quite hit the mark with it, where it's like. It's like, I get what you're doing, and it's kind of interesting that it's like, it understands the context of laughter mm. in a human, and is now using it as it's, haha, you're coming down with me. Yeah. But I just think the way they put it in doesn't fit the look of the creature. Yeah, it is, bit, it is a bit, it is a bit odd. I don't know, I kind of, upon upon rewatching, I, 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 it didn't bother me as much as I as it used to. Have you grown to it? Maybe, maybe I've just warmed up to it a little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, Oh, just Predator. The suit's amazing. The design's amazing. He his face looks real. Oh yeah, this and is I another one of those like where they used prosthetics and makeup yeah. and shit, and it looks real. But then they have to use CGI or special effects of some kind for his invisibility, which looks great. Do you know how they did that? How did they do it? Because I so, don't. The, I think this is brilliant right and i'm probably going to butcher exactly what they did but this is my understanding of it so firstly every time predator was was invisible you had the guy who played predator oh what's his name is it peter kevin something or something like that? oh what is his no. name uh, kevin peter hall that's kevin what peter it is hall. Jesus um, Christ, I was close. he actually he also <laughs> plays you were very close he also plays the pilot at the end of the movie does he? Yeah, yeah. So when they get picked ah, up at the chopper, he's yeah, he's like, oh. Um, <laughs> but so whenever he was invisible, he actually wore a red suit. Uh, because oh. they were like, we're in a jungle, everybody's wearing green. What we can do is we'll pick a color that isn't going to be in the jungle, and then 
in editing, we can just remove that color. So it's called, we can chroma key it out. So basically wow. while they were editing, they were like, we can take the color red out of the film mm. and that will make the character disappear. But what they also did was they filmed those scenes again on a wider lens. Right. Right. So this is the cool part. So then they put the wider lens and they squished it to be the aspect ratio of the original of what of what they originally filmed it on. Yeah. So what you actually get that little outline of Predator is actually the red suit that has been squished into a smaller aspect ratio. Yeah. So that's how you get that like outline and how it because if you look at it, you kind of see it repeats itself. Yes. And it's yes, all because yes. like if you if you've ever had an image that you brought into Word or something and you tried to make it bigger or smaller, and you know, sometimes you like squish it. They essentially did that, but on film reel. And Man, and, that's so and, cool. and that was the effect that they got. I have no idea whether that was something they were like, oh, maybe that had been done before for other things and it was like right. not that yeah. groundbreaking. But yeah. to me, that sounds like such a fantastic genius way of, of making like that, right? this practical film reel work for you I, I and it looks it looks amazing and uh, you know what either way because i didn't know this predator was john mctiernan's first movie no yeah this was his first feature let movie wow what a fucking opening run like holy shit oh and then he God. went on to do die hard and the last action hero yeah this fucking guy Oh my god, this guy's made some on the hunt for Red October. Yes, yes, Danny. Yes, Danny. This guy's brilliant. But this was his first movie. And he did make Predator 2 as well, I believe, but then he stopped after that. I think right. I don't think he was involved in Predator after after those first two movies. But um like what a fucking amazing movie to have as your your debut. Right? Like straight out of the bat, Predator. Most people make a couple of, you know, indie flicks and stuff, get a bit of a name and, and then maybe get handed a project when they've shown some kind of promise or some kind of, it's like, oh, I think you've got potential, you know, yeah, yeah. give you a bigger, bigger feature. Like, what a crazy, crazy, like what a crazy thing to give to a new director as well, mm. because like they were in Mexico, mm. like on site shooting. So like you've just thrust somebody who's never made a feature length film before into a scenario where he's with the possibly the biggest actor of the time or at least yep. the biggest movie biggest star action star definitely um and and you've put him in a in a forest which apparently was just a nightmare to film in like there was leeches in the water oh, yeah. like they were regularly like ran out of food on set that they have they'd have to go back and like collect more food uh there was just apparently that that final scene where Arnie's fighting the predator and he's like covered in mud. He almost got hypothermia because they put all that clay on him and all that clay did when it got wet because they were rolling around in the water and everything was like suck the heat and temperature out of Arnie and just made him super cold. So like, like it was like riddled with difficulties because they were in a bloody jungle. Yeah, yeah. And and you wouldn't, it's just brilliant. And now it is. And that jungle would be CGI. <laughs> I think that jungle would be CGI. It nowadays. would, and you'd be like, I get it, guys, but come on, look how good it looks. And you, like, you know, the scene where they like, 
they're trying to hit the predator. They can't see it, like, and they're just shoot the just fuck shooting out of the, the forest. And oh, and they basically just set up a shitload of like wire and explosives to yeah. just blow the fuck out of the trees because obviously they weren't shooting real bullets, like. But like, what a fucking crazy sequence! Like, and and I, you just, I just sit there going, what a waste of bullets. <laughs> like, do, I even, know, yeah. Are they actually? Would they even hit anything if there was something there? I, I really don't know. But that scene is amazing. And what's so great about that scene is like, Max starts with, with is it old painless? Is that what they call the Gatling gun? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So he starts like shooting the Gatling gun, and then, um. Dutch arrives and he just starts shooting and then every time somebody arrives they're just like oh I better start shooting now yeah we don't know what but let's join in let's I'm just gonna shoot in this direction brilliant I, I think what's great about that scene is though you had previously had in the village these guys whooping ass and yeah like kicking the bejesus out of everyone right confidently a, owning it yeah and now you have a scene where they're kind of they're losing the plot a little bit they're laying out all their bullets and they haven't even hit this thing you know what I mean? It kind of yeah. shows it's like they're out of their depth now with this creature. It's a yeah. cool, like it seems like it's just a, a macho scene, but actually it's to show how fucked these guys are. <laughs> That's <laughs> a, yeah, it's desperation. Cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, which I also I really appreciate the role of the character of Anna in this movie, because typically at a, in movies of this era, right, mm. it was like if there's a bunch of guys and there's like a big action hero then it's like there has to be a girl thrown in for like a quick romance and yeah it's got to usually there, doesn't get yeah a lot of screen time or anything like that and actually in this case that doesn't even happen in this case her role is actually to show the difference between how predator treats an innocent person versus a killer yeah and that, actually and she's kind a of story it, device which is yeah. great yeah yeah and yeah 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 dead right i can't remember why they take her though why do they take they her alive? Take her. I think Arnie doesn't kill her because he's like, oh, she's a woman and I'm a big manly man and I would never kill a woman. Right. Um, and then I think Dylan's like, we have to take her because she is part of this operation. So she's got lots of intel or yeah. something. It's kind of weak because what he could have taken anybody. Mm-hmm. So why did they decide to take this person? But, um, yeah, like like dragging her through the forest and her like telling this story about every so often, you know, like a the, ghost in the jungle. Yeah, men would turn up in the turn up and they would be you know flayed of their skin if we were if they were lucky. And you're like, oh, you've kind of got like a local who's telling you a local horror story. But in that sense, it's interesting because it's because at the beginning of the movie, it seems like the predator has just been dropped. But actually, some time has passed and predator has been there for quite a while. I know because he's killed Jim Campbell. Is it Jim Campbell? Is that what they call him? <laughs> is that his name? I, I can't remember. I, like, I just remember they find three bodies in Dutch yeah, Indian, right? They were, I, I, like, I, it was like, they were Green Berets. You yes, know? Nobody takes right. Green Berets down like this. They're totally skinned. It's quite a horrific scene. Yeah. I suppose in that sense, maybe some people, like, because I was always confused when I was younger whether this was intended to be a horror movie or an action movie. I think it was intended to be a horror movie. Really? Yeah, I do. I think it's. I think if you look at it, it's a. It is a horror movie. It's the guys are getting hunted down, and there is action because they're set in a war. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but I do think, I do think it was intended to be a horror film, horror action maybe. But I, yeah, I think it it toes the line between the two, and actually it it dips its feet in both ponds really well. You know, it's there's kind of as much of both in it without sacrificing the other. 
in a way like the horror sequences are done quite well there is it is tense there is violence in it and kind of it's more like um i suppose in, in contrast to say alien which it was often compared with yeah it's gory as opposed to um uh creepy yeah aliens a bit creepier aliens like maybe going to keep you up at night but this one is just like maybe you don't want to look because it's a bit gory it's too gory and it and also the action scenes are just fucking great like and and it does that thing that like oh, i'm gonna say old school horror films do so well and i suppose blockbuster horror films so I, alien jaws predator the predator has a total of eight minutes of screen time yes and yes. that's all that's all predator needs to make you terrified and to steal the show and to steal the show absolutely yeah and on that note i think that is a good place to end our podcast this week because i could talk about predator forever yeah it's like a loophole this is like a a hole that if you open it'll just keep going like a a hole in the jungle um (laughs) so thank you for listening and we hope you really enjoyed this podcast i particularly enjoyed this one because i've been just really looking forward to talking about predator I'd like to thank one one person I haven't thanked on the podcast so far is actually Chris. Um, I haven't thanked Chris because Chris has made all the like amazing jingles, theme tunes of the Plotheads, and I never thanked him. So thank you, Chris, for the amazing Thanks, uh, recording and orchestration that you have done. Thank you. I to- haven't thanked anyone. Well, you, you don't, you're a thankless. You're a thankless individual. That's I'm a I'm bastard, really. Yeah. <laughs> You're one ugly motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, special thank you to you, the listener, for listening and, and to joining us every week to talk about things. Please do let us know if there's a movie you want us to talk about or, or discuss. We'd love to hear your feedback and get jumping on that. Thank you to Clara for the amazing artwork. And as always, he's been Chris. He has been Danny. And we've been The Plothead. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get down. Get down. <laughs> Get off me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ernie's so good. So good. <laughs>